Schlob Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? This is your homegirl, Complex Angel, and I'm Navad. And this is your girl, Queen K, and I'm the Vision. And welcome back to another episode of Queens with Vibes and Vision. So, Queen K, how has your week been? It's been pretty good. Can't complain. Um, hey, about to start back school next week. Well, no, this week, tomorrow, actually. I'm um, going back to class, but I will be finished with my bachelor's. December 19th, so I'm excited. I only got two more classes to go, and then I'm done. Um, my kids are doing great. Their grades look pretty good, um, starting off right. So I'm happy. Um, what about you? Congratulations, too, girl. That bachelor's is a is a Thank big you. achievement, I'm telling you. Um, it's been a good one. Uh, we're back out in the field fully. I have my first one today in the house. Back to that two hours instead of caking on the phone for two hours. My calls log used to look like I was caking, y'all. That that means, like, flirting and everything. They call it boo-loving here in Philly. But, like, you would just see call logs two hours, one hour. But now we're back in the home with it. Uh, I went to the Poconos this past weekend, did a Stimulate Your Mind mm-hmm. session. Big circle. Was not expecting that turnout. But I told God, I said, if only one show up, I'm going to still take up space. But it was very mm-hmm. intentional. I didn't stay overnight. I'm still trying to get used to camping. So I drove back home the same day. But it, it was really fun, like, you know, the time that I was out there. So I can't complain. That's dope. You out here living life, experiencing shit. I'm, girl, I'm happy for you. Thank you, love. Mm-hmm. No problem. All right, y'all, we're going to jump right on into that show. I'm going to hit y'all with the A.O. King and Queen quote, which is sponsored by none other than Pinterest. Um, I have two for y'all this time around. The first one says, create a life you can't wait to wake up to. That one hit home because it's just like, you know, every day should be like that. Like, I should be building my life to where I can't wait for tomorrow. You know, like, I'm excited. I'm going to bed happy. I'm waking up happy. I'm aligned. Like, my spiritual space is just so positive that I'm radiating. That's how I want to wake up. So, Remember, we we control the narrative of our own lives, so you have to create the life that you want for yourself. And then my second one is nothing outside of you has power over you. You decide how you That's think, right. feel, and do things in your life. Take full ownership and become free. The moment you realize nothing that no one has, like, you know, nothing nobody can say, nothing nobody can do has no effect to you. Like, I know words hold weight, but at the end of the day, you're the person that has to, hey, pick up and move on or stay stuck in that. So just just know that you have the tools, you have your own keys to become free. And I'm not just talking about free from, you know, chains and stuff. No, I'm talking about mental chains as well. Remember, you have the power to become free. I'm, I've been chanting that to myself in my head all day. Is really going to help, you know. Just keep on at it, y'all. That is my A.O. King and Queen quote. Now I'm going to jump on into that Queen K. Slay tips. Y'all, fall and winter is back, okay? I'm not going to call winter out to yet because last time winter <laughs> didn't leave out the door. Like, she kept coming back all the way up into, like, what, April, March? So I'm going to leave her alone. But fall is here. The best beauty tip that I could give you all and this is something that will work universal from your hair to your skin, um, coconut oil, 
okay? It is a hydrator, and it is also good for brushing your teeth with um, and then get your, your shea butter. Y'all going to need those two to keep our skin all glowy and bronzy and beautiful and brown, okay? That is, you mm. can do a lot of, uh, I mean, I'm telling you, Google it. Shea butter stuff, and you can Google coconut oil. Those are the two things that you must stock in your house for this upcoming fall. I'm telling you, thank me later. Thank me later. Man, um, summer, right. some, I was about to say something real quick. Summer is Go the ahead, one Mo. that I really want, but it only stays for three months. The fall is the one that comes around and it just knows how to stay there. You know, it knows how to act. I'm, like the the, the, uh-huh. are, the, seasons, the seasons are like my side, my side pieces. But winter is that clingy one that just really don't get the hint. Like you got to <laughs> really be, it's cold as fuck. I, I want you to move. I'm just saying. Girl. I, I understood, yeah. I'm telling you. <laughs> Probably that's every, what you just said is everybody's life. Everybody be like, okay, winner, get get your ass on. You irritate me already. <laughs> Duh, yeah. I ain't never we dream the white presences now. I don't mind. It, it don't have to snap. It don't. <laughs> I don't mind. I want a green one too. <laughs> okay, y'all. We gonna get into this sipping tea for the soul topic. So tonight we are talking about giving grace. Now I'm not mm-hmm. gonna hold y'all up. Uh, my aspect is really coming at it from an understanding because I don't know. Like, I I mean, I'm not going to say that I don't know because I do know of it, you know, but I have a full understanding of what it means to give grace. So that's how I shape my questions, okay? Um, okay, so my first question is, what does it mean to give grace? Mm. So I'm like you. I'm just now really learning. We've heard it all the time, you know, God gives us grace. But now practicing it in this season, um, giving grace to me means basically not taking things personal, um, looking at the situation, like, you know, if you having a problem with somebody or I'll use me, prime example, me and my sister. Mm-hmm. We have had an estranged relationship since uh, our relationship started rocking, like started being rocky once we hit our teens, and it just got worse and worse as we grew older. And I was always that people pleaser, like whenever we would fall out, you know what I'm saying, I would try to do everything in my power to get us back good. But after a while, Mm -hmm. you know, people pleasers get fed up too. So I got fed up and was just like, I'm not doing this shit no more. And it's, like, now to the point where we really don't talk, and it's to the point where my nephew feels like he has to choose because he doesn't want to disappoint her, but he misses his auntie. And I'll be talking to my cousin about it, and I'll be just telling her, like, you know, I wish that me and my sister could get to a place of talking, you know what I'm saying, and understanding each other, but my frustration is this. my, You know, I was like, this this is how I look at it. And she was like, you know, mm-hmm. you basically got to understand and my therapist, you know, the same thing with her. You basically got to understand where this person is coming from, their traumas and how they were shaped. You know what I'm saying? How she was shaped. She was never seen, never heard. So it's going to take a lot for you to really understand her. You don't have to deal with what what she's, what she's you know, putting you through, but just giving that grace, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, giving grace is... You like like how how we mess up with God, but He still loves us unconditionally, right? He's not guarded with us. 
you have to, you know what I'm saying, I'm learning that now with my sister and just focusing on getting out of that that tunnel vision of you hurt me, so there's no way we can fix it. Yes, it takes two to make a relationship work, but I feel mm-hmm. like if one person could just always be the loving and understanding one, it'll make it a little bit easier. I hope I explain that, that like to the best because I'm still learning too, but that's what I'm getting okay. from this season. You definitely, okay, so you definitely helped me out. I do have like a, well, I'm going to ask that after my other one if we still got some time. But from what you was just saying, like, I guess I I really need to brush up on mm-hmm. giving grace because I don't, it gets tiring, I should say, for me. Like, I, I hear where mm-hmm. you're coming from. Like, you got to meet people where they are, you know, the same grace that God extends to us, we should be able to extend to others. But sometimes it gets really tiring. Um, like, mm-hmm. sometimes it'd be feeling like people are taking, like, pretty much your kindness for a weakness and they keep playing with you. Like, you don't have feelings of your own. So I think that's probably why I don't yeah. really understand grace. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, so... Okay, I know that you've been on, like, this spiritual journey and you've been doing shadow work. So that gave me my next question. Um, do mm-hmm. you feel you have to be at a high spiritual level in order to extend grace? Um, I don't consider myself at a high spiritual place yet. I just feel like you have to be aware. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. I'm struggling. I'm struggling with this because, like, you know, my sister – hurt me a lot, and the way I look at it is, like, I'm the youngest one. Why do I always have to be the bigger one? You know, why, why do I always have to be the bigger person? You were here first. You should guide, but it's, like, how can a person be what they never were, right? Like, yeah. it's, it's, and honestly, like, the way, because I used to feel the same way you did. That's why I love your answer, because I felt like that. You know what I'm saying? I know we're going to talk more about it in my aspect, but I always felt like, you got to accept the bullshit to give someone grace, but it's not even that. Mm-hmm. You basically love someone from a distance, So, but when that person calls, of course my door is open. Like, like, like we said with the boundaries thing, you can be who you are, but I don't have to deal with that close up. But me yeah. giving grace is doing different. Like if my sister called now, giving grace would just to be mindful of what she's been through, to understand that, how she feels and what she's projecting. Because let's just be honest, a lot of the anger that people project is really how they feel about themselves. Me not taking yeah. it personal and me just saying, me just saying level-headed. Me just trying to always redirect instead of cutting her off, something that I would usually do. Because I'm in a hurt place. Hurt people hurt people. But after going through therapy and understanding that if the trauma that you went through as a child shaped you, y'all lived in the same household, and she experienced it four years longer than you. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm at a place to understand it. I'm more aware. So it's not that I have to deal with her bullshit, but it's just like when she calls, handle it in a different way. Because how many times have we, how many times have we relapsed and did something and then went back to God and repented? You get what I'm saying? God could have been done with us a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I look at it. Because I felt the same way, but now doing the shadow work, that's, that's how I'm seeing it. But what's your take? Um, right now I do feel like you have to do some type of shadow work. Like, like you said, you, you should be at, I feel like you need to be at a high enough spiritual level. Like 
I, I, let me not do it by the height, okay? You have to be at a strong spiritual level to even understand giving grace. I feel like mm-hmm. when you understand it and then you can start applying it, you definitely have to be secure within yourself. You have to heal, you know, some of you. I know, like, we ain't going to heal everything, you know, but we can work towards right. it. But I do feel like mm-hmm. you're going to have to have some understanding within yourself, um, and you're going to have to be kind of healed in order to extend grace because a lot of people are hurting from people doing them any type of way. So it's not easy yeah to, you know, extend that grace. And I feel like the only time we really, really learn about giving grace is in church. So I feel like it has to mm. be some type of spiritual connection in order to understand it enough to apply it to your own life. So, yeah. Yeah. That was mm-hmm. my thing because I'm telling you, like, with your whole situation and from what I'm seeing on the outside, like, I commend you. I really commend you. Mm. Like, I'm still trying to work on, holding grudges and, you know, shaking, you know, shaking it off. So it's, it's hard. Like, I can't always extend grace. So. But, um, but, but honestly, uh-huh. admitting it, though, admitting it, that is strength right there. The fact that you're admitting, I'm still working on this, I'm still battling, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people won't even admit that, you know what I'm saying? So that that's, that's strength right there. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um. Mm-hmm. What amazes you most about grace or giving grace? What amazes me most is that I look at it like this. Um, giving grace means that you got to stare your own demons in the face, right? You have to look mm-hmm. and realize that you're not a perfect person. Because I feel like at the time when I really just did not know how to hold accountability, it was because I thought that there was nothing wrong with me. So mm. when I start to look at how I've let others down, how I don't really call and check up on people. I ask myself, do I really have the right to take it personal when someone's not checking up on me or someone is not, you know what I'm saying, um, being this person? Like, you just have to understand that everyone is human and everyone is trying to figure it out pretty much, right? So, yeah, yeah, um, but it just amazes me because I've learned along this time, learned along this journey that I'm not, I'm not perfect. You know what I'm saying? Like doing this podcast and doing the old podcast, So Flows My Rehab, I was just like, who the fuck did you think you were? You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not even trying to be funny. <laughs> but like, you know what I'm saying? But but I embrace both. I embrace both because now I'm able to look at myself in the mirror and talk to myself and tell myself that I love myself because I used to always feel like I was a mess. You know what I'm saying? Like I used to try to run from myself and act like I don't need to figure nothing out. But now with giving grace, it's like, okay, you know what? I can understand. You know what I'm saying? I can understand this. I don't have to deal with it, but I understand what you're going through. So I'm not going to have my guard up when you call because I know what you're going through. You you already beating yourself up. So what am I what is it gonna do? What is it gonna help with me, you know what I'm saying, beating you down even more? Like I'll I'll use me and you as an example. Because you said on the mm-hmm. show before that you don't feel like you always give the best advice, right? You feel like mm-hmm. you don't give me the best advice. But I give you grace because I understand I understand the battle that you have with holding grudges, and I know that you're a very overprotective person. So it's like 
if someone hurt my my friend, like, you know what I'm saying, slash sister, it's no questions asked. We don't need to talk about this shit. I'm about to come kill them. So I know I can't talk to you about it. But I know when I need someone to pray for me, you, you drop everything right then and there to pray for me. I give grace that, you know what I'm saying, we, we all have weaknesses and strengths, and we can't contribute in every aspect. But I still love you wholeheartedly. I'm not going to hold that against you. You know what I'm saying? So I hope that yeah. makes sense. But, yeah. It definitely does. Um, like for me, the thing that I that amazes me mm-hmm. when I see someone extending grace is like their aura changes. Like their their energy is brighter. Like I want to get to that level. Like because it's so wonderful seeing somebody like do something really genuine or understand or you know just extend the hand of grace. Like especially like what I see. Because Pastor Mike Todd did, you know, um, a series on Grace, Grace Like a Flood. And it was really, really good. Yeah. And he helped me mm-hmm. understand it a little bit more, you know. But it was just seeing, you know, and his stories of Grace being extended. And it was just like, and those people were so much lighter, so much positive. I guess the fact that what amazes me is that doing for others or understanding where others are, mm-hmm. it, it adds to your happiness. That's the part about yeah. it that amazes me the most because it's just like you're doing for somebody else and that's making, you know, that's that's healing your heart. That's making you happy. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Why is giving grace important? I feel like giving grace is important because it helps you, like you said, you feel lighter. It helps lift all of that because you got to think about it. The grudges that we hold on to, it keeps us up at night while that person is probably, like, you know what I'm saying, probably either harassing the next person or they didn't moved on or they didn't blocked it off. Um, it's causing us to think about shit that happened months ago, you know what I'm saying? Because, baby, I'm attesting to this. I'm still thinking about shit that just happened back in July with people that I fell out with, and I'm still thinking about things that I should have said, and it's like, if you under if if you learn to give it grace and just understand that people walk away and don't and, and give up on friendships just like you've given up on friendships, so why mm-hmm. so why are we going to continue to hold on to it? You get what I'm saying? Like you have to like really ask yourself that. And one thing I've learned is that you have to subconscious no not subconsciously you have to intentionally work at it every day. It doesn't come to you. <laughs> overnight. You have to make that decision to do better every damn day. Like that's one thing that I had to learn, but it's like it's like forgiveness. It's not to it's not to say, oh, I condone what you're doing. It's basically just to help you lift it and get rid of it because holding on to you holding on to it is only making you sick on the inside. Mm. Okay. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I heard that. I agree with everything you just said. Like, I feel like giving grace is important to your everyday life because clearly it can relieve stress. Like, mm-hmm. um, and not only that, you're helping the next person. So, and if everybody just extended grace, this world would be in a much better state than it is right now. Yes. I really feel like Yes. It. Like, on a bigger scale, if everybody understood and knew how to give grace, it would be, things would be so much better. Like, I don't know about you, but I'm tired. I know this is going off topic, but I'm so tired of all the senseless killings, 
all the injustice around the world. I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Learn how to extend mm. grace. Yeah. That was my last question. Did you you said you had a follow up question that you wanted to ask after? Um, no, I'm not gonna ask it because I just reread through yours real quick and it's what you was about to ask. Oh, okay. So my aspect is um hindsight. Um, first question is what do you think giving grace does for us and the other party in the situation? Um, I think it provides some understand. It's like a a, a, a mutual understanding. It provides mm-hmm. with the compromise. Like, okay, I know you're not here at this level yet, so I'm gonna leave it alone. You know, I'm gonna still be there for you if you need me. Like, I'm gonna extend this grace. To, I I know where you're at. I'm not there anymore, but I'm still gonna be kind. I feel like mm-hmm. it's a relief on both parts too, because you know both parties kind of win in a situation when grace is extended. Like you got somebody mm-hmm. on the helping end, I mean, the one, the, the helper and the helpee. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I definitely feel like it's a freeing thing as well. Once you can ex- uh, experience giving grace or receiving grace. But yeah. That's mm-hmm. my take. Um, I feel like giving grace does for me, it helps me to be understanding. It helps me to, be loving because I, I want to be more of an image of love, you know what I'm saying, in God. And it helps that other person to see something different. Because like I said with my sister growing up, you know, I didn't realize how much she felt unseen and unheard. But I think back to how, like, you know, my grandma, your point didn't matter. So she would talk over you all the time. Um, and, you know, like the comparison. So, I'm not do I'm not doing it. I'm not doing her any favors by being just another one. Oh, here you go playing victim. Call me when you got something positive to say, and just hanging up. You know what I'm saying? That little girl inside of her is, you know, what I'm saying, still feels unseen and unheard. And I'm not resp- I'm not saying that to say that I'm responsible for her emotions. If I'm not mentally there, I'm not mentally there. But giving grace just gives a different approach to where it's like, you know what? Listen. Mm-hmm. I feel like I feel like us arguing with each other has not worked. What can we do to make this better? If you're not ready to make it better right now, I I know one day that I hope one day that that we can come to this. You know what I'm saying? My my doors is going to be open. Like just giving a different way and you help that person to heal in some way. But yeah. Um yeah. my second question. My second question, is there a difference between showing grace and allowing someone to play in your face? Okay, so this is the part where I, this was my question. <laughs> this was, I, okay, I really feel like it's some people out here that will see you extending grace on the situation but will still play in your face. Like, they, they just, it, and it irks you because it's just like, look, I'm trying. I'm really trying. And I feel like that's why it, so many people don't extend grace. That was my exact question because I feel like, how do you know when to stop extending grace? Like when you can, you can tell when somebody is just taking it overboard. I feel like those are the ones where you have to keep on extending grace over and over for the same situation. Like I feel when you feel like that, when you feel off, I feel like you should stop. I mean, I know it's probably a test, right? 
But it's like, come on now, how much of this can I take? But then I think about it like God keeps us here every day extending grace because half of us wouldn't be here for the stuff we did. I know I've done some things where he has extended grace over me and my children, but it's like, God, I never play in your face. Like, come on now, they how? How do you get past that? Like, that was my question. So maybe hopefully you can share some light and get me to understand because I don't understand how you can – how you can extend grace to somebody that you know is playing in your face. Um, okay, so I think the question we have to ask ourselves, because it sounds like when you're saying extended grace, it sounds like you feel like you have to accept their bullshit. It's, I feel like it's the difference between mm-hmm. being kind to a person, and if that person mm-hmm. is still trying to take a whole mile you, there's nothing wrong with you setting boundaries. There's nothing wrong with you setting mm-hmm. boundaries. There's nothing wrong okay. with you saying, listen, I, you know what I'm saying, I love you, but I know how to love from a distance. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't have to give in to that person, and you shouldn't expect anything from them because you said it before. You had quoted DM, the late DMX, you know what I'm saying, um, you know, like, like allow, Expect a snake to be a snake. Expect a liar to be a liar. Expect a manipulator to be a manipulator. But you don't have to give uh-huh. yourself that. You don't have to give full access to them anymore. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I feel like it is a difference. It, it, it is a difference. You know what I'm saying? Like my situation with the people that I fell out with, I give them grace. I'm not going to sit up here and blow your phone up. I'm not going to sit up here and call and say, how come we can't work on this? Because you've shown by just, you know what I'm saying, walking away that there's no need to work on this, you know what I'm saying? But I give you grace. I still wish you the best of luck, but I'm not dealing with it in my face. So a person that's playing, they take, if you feel like they're taking your kindness for weakness, listen, I'm going to love you from a distance because in the boundaries yeah. book it even said it. In the boundaries book it even said it. It said God is not, God does not sit up there and just tolerate, you know what I'm saying, you know, like tolerate the the stuff that you do, tolerate the sins. He doesn't just kick, you know, kick down the door. He just, you know, sits there calmly knocking on it, you know what I'm saying, waiting mm-hmm. for you to mm-hmm. repent. But he's not going to sit up there and wait on you and, and, and just, no, I'm going to go on to the next person that wants to help. But I still love yeah. you and my door will still be open when you come to me. So I think you have to just look at it like that. You get what I'm saying? Mhm. Okay. Thank you for breaking that down for me because I legit needed to understand that. But you definitely did, and you're right. You have to learn how to be able to set boundaries in order to, you know, so that someone can't play in your face. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I understand. I'm yeah. understanding. Like as we go along, and you're answering, I'm understanding what Gracie is now. Now. This this next one, where do you think the lines get blurred with the two? Because I definitely agree with you. It does get blurred. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, like I said, I feel like it gets blurred when you have to keep extending grace for the same situation. You know, I feel like as adults, we know what we're doing to trigger the other person, especially if the other person has said it and we've talked about it and we dealt with it. But if you keep on doing the same thing, that blurs the lines right there. After that, like you said, then those boundaries got to come in. Like, I can't mess with you. I know I forgave you. I know I understand where you're coming from, but I can't be around you no more. I feel like that's when you know. Like, if you have to keep on extending grace over and over and over and over and over, years go by, you know, all that go by, and you still try. No, it's, no. after the third time, I'm done. I, I'm not, 
I can't extend no more grace. That's it. I think the lines get blurred from a people-pleasing standpoint because I've noticed mm. that there's layers to people-pleasing and there's also um, there's some people, like, sometimes I felt like I I know I, I played favoritism with certain people with, you know, like some people I knew how to set boundaries and no, I'm not doing this. But other people, I still find myself, I still can't say no to this person. So I feel like from a mm. people-pleasing standpoint, because, you know what I'm saying, you still have hope that that person is going to change and everything like that. So, like, we, we I feel like we've been conditioned to feel like I, I forgave you and that person feels like you forgave me so we can't talk about this shit anymore, but you're doing the same shit. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm going to love you from a distance, and when you come back, you know, like, if you ever do come back, I'm not going to be bitter. I will definitely, you know what I'm saying, open my door and talk to you, but I'm not going to let you in. You know what I'm saying? You, you're going to stand at the front door. And, like, you, you got to, like, with me and my sister, it's going to be a long time before I feel like we can hang out. I feel like we have to baby step it. You know what I'm saying? We have to call each other on the phone. Like, you know what I'm saying? Let, let's see if we can get through a phone call without talking to each other. And it's like, I don't want to love her with conditions, but because of how much shit, you know what I'm saying, that has happened and how many times I've been taken <laughs> advantage of, I know I got a baby step with you, and I need you to respect that. You know what I'm saying? Like, let, let's be honest. We all got a crackhead in our family that steals, and if they steal from you, listen, I forgive you because I understand that you, like, the grace forgives because you understand that the addiction, you're not in your right mind. But the boundary is you can't come back in my house because you did something that I thought you wouldn't do. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, you're going to have to earn your trust back. We give grace, and then we, we allow somebody to still play in our face because we feel like once we forgive them, we have to give them the same access. No, we don't. Like, baby, I'm struggling with this right now. Like, I be deleting and yeah. adding somebody back and forth to my contact, and I'm like, we got to stop doing this shit. So I feel like it gets worse mm. from a people-pleasing standpoint. But... My last question, how has giving others grace helped you to view yourself so far? It has told me that I'm not as fucked up as I think I am. Um, in all honesty, I, I think I, mm, I know my dark days, I know my dark clouds, and I know how I, I'm a loner. But mm-hmm. with a little bit of a grace that I have extended, like it, it shows me you're not that bad, you know. God's still working on you. He still loves you. He's still here. Um, it just showed me what I, you know, what I could experience out of life if I just just went on, you know, a full-blown, grace-given, you know, extravaganza. But yeah, it, it showed me I'm, 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 I'm here for a purpose, and it definitely makes stuff lighter, like, on my mental. What about you? Um, it's helped me to see that I'm not perfect, and it's helped me to just allow people to be who they are. And it, it helped me to see that I'm not in control of others. I can only control myself and learning not to take things personal because everybody everybody moves and, you know, and thinks off of their beliefs. And, like, you know what I'm saying, like a lot of people are in survival mode. So you just learn not to take it personal. But I'm still working on... It, it, it has shown me, giving grace to others has shown me that sometimes I do still allow people to play up in my face and I have to be stricter mm-hmm. with my boundaries. 
So having this conversation is helping me to see where I need to stop blurring the lines, you know what I'm saying? Because, okay. like I said, I'm, I'm going through this right now in this season. Like, my cousin has really been helping me with this, and it's just like, it's it's a struggle. It's a struggle because part of me wants to just sit comfortably, like, like remember on Forgiveness University when Pastor Mike Todd had the chairs? I just want to sit comfortably uh-huh. in my hurt and just not forgive her. But my mom... I had I had strong anger towards her. And the day that she passed, the biggest question was, what was it for? I do not want to have that same feeling with my sister. So giving yeah. grace, I know that I tried. You know what I'm saying? I know that I did the best, and I know that I did attempt. You know what I'm saying? So it's just it, it's helping me to let go of the anger that I'm holding on to, and it's helping me to see her as a human. But, yeah, that's my take. Okay, I got a question real quick after what you just said. Um, how do you continue to extend grace when your peace is at stake? If you, like I said before, I feel like you should just love somebody from a distance and mentally check in with yourself. Like, mm-hmm. you got to realize how much you battling. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't have to, ex- you don't have to, extending grace does not mean that you have to give the same access to them. So if you know that your peace is at stake, you have to step back. Like, like don't, fuck, fuck them guilt tripping you or anything. Because the person that is putting your mental, your, your, your peace of mind at stake, does this person pay my bills? Like, sometimes we really have to be, like, uh, more, like, we, we have to be that, that harsh person sometimes. Like, like not, not mm. to them, but, like, I'm, I'm talking about, like, you got to be selfish. I don't want to say harsh. You got to be selfish with your boundaries. Like, like you know, like, that one time me and you were talking, I was like, and when I was going through the breakup last year, and I was like, I'm not in the mental space to talk about this, and you respected it. Mm-hmm. You respected it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? If a person don't respect it, they don't. But, okay, let me ask you this. What is it, what, what, what have you been doing with extending grace? Like, do you still give the same access? Do you feel like y'all have to go back to how y'all were? Like, what does it look like for you? Yeah, that's, that's where I messed up at because I felt like when you extend grace, you know, it's a clean slate. Y'all starting back to how y'all was. You know, minus you going to rub out the, you know, erase the little drama part, but we're going to start over fresh. And, and I still give the same amount of access of myself. Like, I don't, I don't never create boundaries. Like, mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to be there. I got them. But I never create boundaries. I never say, okay, well, look, they did this. Yeah, sure, you forgave them. But, and you extend grace, you know, to them. But don't do it again. Yeah, like, I don't no, I mean, just, just said just set boundaries though, because one thing, one thing I've learned is that change doesn't happen overnight. So it's like, okay, if you hurt me, we gonna have to baby step this. It's not that you know what I'm saying. <clears throat> it's not that you being guarded, but it's like, especially if they done it over and over again. Insanity, like insanity, is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Like I, I feel like you probably gonna have to like journal. Like, you know, like, if, if whoever this person is, if it's more than one person, journal where you mess up and what you can do different and then try to work on doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, really setting it. Like me, I suck at 
being consistent in things. So now every night, Monday through Friday, from 9 o'clock to 12 a.m., my phone is on Do Not Disturb, social media is off, and I'm reading for 20 minutes. I'm, um, you know, meditating, like, you know, and I'm also doing a shadow work session. I can't read my own handwriting, so I, I record myself and just, like, listen back to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it it takes consistent change. Change is not going to just come to you. So, like, if, if somebody is, like, really putting your peace of mind at stake, you got to really sit back and, like, okay, something different has to happen because I'm not about to keep going through this shit. Mm. But it starts with you. You have to want that change. Okay. Thank you. I definitely appreciate that. Um, okay, no that was a dope segment. Um so jump on into that as a woman question complex what you got for us tonight so the as a woman question is what is something you feel the black community will be mad or cancel you for um <laughs> I don't know I'll be saying some I'll be, I'll be saying some random shit um, <laughs> I don't know oh probably they'll try to cancel me because I feel like we're too competitive. We're too fucking competitive. We are, it feels like we are the only race that cannot come together and just support each other. We're always mm. down in the next person, you know. And it's, it's crazy because they don't realize that we got strength in numbers. There's more of us, but we'll never realize that. Mm-hmm. We still are here thinking that we the minority. So, mm. yeah, I they would definitely cancel me because I hate the fact that we're so competitive with each other. We can help each other win. But yeah, they'll cancel yeah. my ass quick. Cause I say, man, fuck y'all. Right now. <laughs> but go ahead. So I feel like I'm 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 a, I'm a single out Detroit because you know what I'm saying. Detroit is a black community, but I feel like they're oh, gonna cancel me because <laughs> they they they're gonna cancel me because I can't do the boss up and get this money dance and I cannot jit. I'm sorry. <sighs> I have let oh, y'all down. Awesome. I have let y'all down. Um, but I feel like the black community <laughs> would cancel me overall because I don't know how to twerk. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, y'all might. I'm just being honest. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Call it spade a spade. I can't twerk. I can't get <laughs> And I can't do the boss up to get this money down. No. I can't, baby. Everybody mm-hmm. can twerk. You just gotta mm-hmm. know. No, I'm talking about like I'm talking about like how they be like circle. Like I can I can make it shape. I'm talking about how like like how they um like <laughs> wind it in a circle. I can't do that. No, can't do that. It's an ankle. But no, I'm just playing. But no, talk. You from Detroit? Born and raised, baby. You used to know how to do. You no, nah, baby. Part part. No, nah, let's let's just be honest. Part of my life, I was in Southfield and Oak Park. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, you, get <laughs> you get a pass. You get a pass. You get a pass. You get a pass. Yeah. Okay. Um. All right. So this next segment is to my kings and queens complex. Who you highlighting tonight? You know, I never got this brother's name, but um, he has a company called Fletch and Company. Um, he sent me his stuff today, so. I'm shouting him out for his business. It says, love is universal. 
not religious and not political. Love is for everyone. Love is not financial status. Love is not a color code. Love is not division. Love is for everyone on this planet. Love who loves you. Uplifting feeling that makes your stomach smile, brings calm to your ups and downs, turns that frown into a smile. Love is a euphoric feeling that is undeniable. Love is not always romantic. Love is a state of being. Um, he said his website is not up yet, but you can follow him on Instagram at Fletch and Co. That's S as in Frank, L, E as in Elephant, T as in Tom, C as in Cat, H, the and symbol, C, O, dot. He has shirts. He has hoodies. It's dope. Hit him up. Definitely will. That's dope. Um, I am just going to highlight all of the kings and queens. Thank you to the listeners. Thank you to the people that's been rocking with us. Um, yes. Definitely appreciate all of y'all because, hey, I mean, we'll still be here, you know, but it just makes it that much better when we know that we got some beautiful people backing us, listening to us, rocking with us, and then rocking with us for this long. So it's to everybody out there. This is to you. Mm. You, my number one. There we go. I was going to hit the note, but I'm tired, and this is going to sound horrible on the phone. Um, Okay, so we're going to jump on into the AO Act Queen K. Um, I don't have anything to say tonight. Well, yes, I do. Okay, so look, I'm just going to say it like this. I want everybody to just be out there and just have fun. Okay, life is so much better when you just do something unthinkable here and there, you know, unpredictable, something that's completely out of your whole character. It'll shock you, Mm. but then you'll realize the fun. You know, as adults, we forget to have fun. We forget that we still need to laugh. We still need to, you know, goof off. You know, we have to be so serious handling business all day, and if you got kids, you got to Deal with them. But, no, you need those moments. I know we need our moments of peace and quiet, but we also need our moments to just act like a kid again. Just do some random stuff. Mm-hmm. Tell me, it'll change your life. So, yeah. Yes. That's what I got to say. Got to nurture that child inside of us. I'm telling you. It's fun. Okay. You guys seen the Ask Me Complex? Yeah, so Jude Moore is the one who plays Star and Star. She had a, uh, what's the name? I'm going to read it to you, and I want to get your take. She said, I believe that every person struggling with addiction deserves help, love, and a full life. But as far as artists and songwriters go, stop writing songs about Xanax and Percocets and pills and Coke and Benzos and then almost dying before you decide to tell your fans that you just sold all that itch to that. It, it, wait, that, that, that you just sold all that itch to that, and it almost killed you, and you're so lucky to be alive and to be healthy and sober. It's no excuse that you want to be real. If you are being real, the lyrics would say, I'm nauseous and sick every day before I get a fix. I barely perform. I fall asleep and leave everyone on red. I haven't brushed my teeth in three days. My hair smells like a tour bus. I'm angry all the time. You sold the drug pool dream to children and then went and got help that you can afford and they cannot. So basically, like, in a nutshell, she's basically saying, like, if you're going to advertise it, talk about the realness behind it. Don't promote it, like, pop the perk and, I, you know what I'm saying, now I'm ready. I can't feel my face. No, talk about the struggle mm-hmm. behind it. What's your take on that? I feel like the drug, it, it shit wouldn't be so high. Crime, drugs, sex, all of that wouldn't be so high and running rampant if these lyrics didn't, you know, put 
speak these spells over people. Like, they glorify it, but then, like you said, they don't tell you that people out here dying every day off of them. They don't tell you that they're cutting these perks with fentanyl and they're killing people instantly. They're not telling you um, that you get addicted to this shit and now you're just making money just so you can support your habit. Like, they're glorifying. They're making that shit look like this is the life that you're supposed to have, you know. Um, and then them themselves, they get strung out. The, what people don't know is that they've been going to rehab back and forth, back and forth, but you'll never know that, you know, because they, mm. they, they're not going to tell you the real. So, no, don't say that you're keeping it real. Yeah, sure, you can say that you do it, but let me know what I'm about to experience. Like she said, talk about the withdrawals. Talk about how you don't have no fucking money to your name. Talk about how you ain't brushed your teeth. Talk about how all you crave for is that fix, how it got your eyes sunk mm-hmm. how it got your health sunk Tell all of that. Yes. Like, speak that stuff because you know that your listeners are trying to follow you in some type of way, especially these young minds okay. out there. Y'all glorifying this stuff, and then y'all got these babies out here trying this shit, trying to, you know, be in the loop, and then it's killing our kids. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I feel like they should definitely speak the real stuff. Yes, yeah. because yeah. I know we said before you can't tell somebody how to tell their story, but it's it's just like I was saying about you know those those self love promotional um I'm sorry those those self love motivational podcasts they don't really talk mm-hmm. about the struggle they just feel like just do it no nah, let's talk about how sometimes you're gonna take twelve steps backwards. Keep it real all yeah. the way around. Like like she even said in here, don't say no cute shit. I just popped another one and I miss you. I thought about future. I don't know why. Because that seemed like a <laughs> lyric that he was saying. But, like, you know, like, keep it real all the way around. Help me by being honest with yourself. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, seriously. But, honestly, I definitely agree with you. Like, lyrics stay apart. But, like, we talked about this in Pocono because, you know, the question the question that me and you did as as a woman, what wisdom would you give to your ten year old self? Um, someone there has said, you know, he would tell himself not to um, get all hooked on alcohol and drugs so early. And I just really feel like drugs is not the problem. We we we're addicted to trying to run away from ourselves. So the drug helps. Yes. With that. You get what I'm saying? Like I don't feel like weed is a gateway drug. I just feel like the gateway drug is trauma. That you know what I'm saying. <laughs> We we got to do better. So yeah, uh, it, it's just oh, it's crazy. Speak that shit. <laughs> okay, that Thank was, you. That was dope. Thank you. I'm sorry, I was all in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I forgot what I was doing. I was all in. I thought we was having a conversation. Okay. <laughs> all right. So we go jump on into that. No apologies. Thought followed by themselves affirmations. Complex. What you got for us tonight? So I got two. The first one says, um, ships don't sink because of the water around them. Ships sink because of the water that gets in them. Don't let what's happening around you get inside you and weigh you down. So it's similar to what, you know, Queen K said earlier, like, we are not in control of anyone else but ourselves. Like, we, you can't let it affect you. You know, just like going back to the given grace moment. You can forgive somebody and you can love them from a distance, but... I'm learning myself that you don't have to deal with the bullshit, but just always still be kind. You know what I'm saying? No matter if that person is yelling, well, no, if they up in your face, like if they getting up in your face, I can't, I can't control that. But like, say if they yelling over the phone, 
just say calmly, listen, obviously you are not at a place where we can talk about it just yet. But it takes a minute to check those emotions because I'm not going to lie, that when a person has caused you so much trauma, that defense mechanism comes out. It's like second nature. But like I said, I feel like it takes somebody to be aware and work on that so that you can have a different reaction because it benefits you, you know what I'm saying, more than it benefits the other. It's really to benefit you more than the other person. That person got to deal with their consequences on their own. Um, And this other one is by the late Maya Angelou. Um, It says, you may not control all the events that happen to you, but you can decide not to be reduced by them. And, um, yeah, you know, like that, that's in a nutshell, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just sitting up here and just honestly saying, you know what, listen, the shit that happened, it happened. I can't keep making up these scenarios of what I should say. I give y'all grace. Why be mad when, you know what I'm saying, you you know that this friendship or this relationship was no longer serving you anyway. So why be mad? Why try to work and get it back when that person ain't show that they, you know, like they haven't changed that? So don't let it mm-hmm. reduce you. Let it be a learning experience and just keep moving on. You know, we're human. Allow yourself to feel, but don't, I, I said it before, don't, if, if you ask God to help you release it, don't sit up there and still give your thoughts energy to it. Cause baby, I am the worst at that. I do that all the time. I be thinking if I overthink it, it's going to help me not to accept it again, but no, I still accept it. I still gave that same access and I and, and just obsessed over it just so I can self-sabotage and wallow in my hurt. We got to do better. You know what I'm saying? You got to go within, though. And um, my self-affirmation, this is daily affirmations for building um, self-esteem. I don't know why. I thought when I downloaded, I thought that it would not be blurry, but I guess I got to zoom in, so bear with me. It says, I give myself grace even when things don't go as planned. No matter how I feel about my body today, I still need to nourish and speak kindly to it. There will be times where life is hard, but there will be times when it is not. Setbacks are not failures. They are stepping stones to success, and it's not my job to be everything to everyone. Oh, yes. Mm. That's all I got for tonight. Yep. (laughs) That that was Thank you. Thank you. I I try to find stuff that, you know, is bring it in that I'm struggling with or similar to the sipping tea for the soul topic. But, yeah. Um, I, we hope that y'all listen back to this. I feel like we both gave our perspective on giving grace and everybody will be able to resonate from both sides because we, we still, it's something that we're still, you know what I'm saying, um, trying to figure out. Giving grace is hard, yeah. you know what I'm saying, but it's, it's but it's possible, but it just doesn't come easy, you know what I'm saying, so just work mm-hmm. on it. But with that being said, I'm Complex Angel, I'm the Vibe. And I'm Queen K, I'm the Vision. And peace and love. We out, y'all. Peace and love.